Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back, everybody. This is the 32nd episode of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teen podcast. And today we're going to talk about what is a successful mom. Now, you can be the most successful entrepreneur or doctor or CEO of a Fortune 500 company and feel strong, confident about your position, confident about your services and products, confident in what you can deliver to your clients, and yet be rattled with self-doubt when trying to discern how you're doing as a mom. So I write in my introduction in Dial Down the Drama, I sat in a room with some very successful women entrepreneurs at a weekend retreat. These women were dressed in confidence as well as professional clothes. Then an interesting thing happened. The conversation switched from talking about their business to talking about being a mom. All these women happened to have teenage daughters. It didn't take long before the tears came. One mom talked about feeling guilty about not having enough time with her daughter. Another said, I feel like a terrible mom sometimes because I can't handle my daughter's sassy and defiant attitude and I lose my temper. They talked about feeling like they weren't good enough moms. They admitted judging themselves constantly, questioning if they were good or bad moms based on how their daughters were behaving. I was grateful for these women's honesty. Working moms as well as stay-at-home moms regularly think about how they are doing as moms and can be extremely hard on themselves. This is especially true for those with teenage daughters. Running a multi-million dollar business can feel like a piece of cake when facing a defiant and dramatic teenage daughter. I've talked to thousands of moms, and I've never talked to a middle school or high school mom who wakes up in the morning saying, I am so successful as a mom. So why is that? The definition of a successful mom is strongly influenced by the culture It is a mom who is in great shape, cooks great meals, has a great career, amazing house, happy marriage, and perfect kids. The underbelly of this definition is perfectionism. It feels like something horrible would happen to us if we aren't perfect. There's a shame connected to this, a feeling of being kicked out of that mom's club and being judged unworthy. Perfectionism is a ravenous beast that says, despite your best efforts, it's never enough. You never get credit and you always feel like you're falling short. There is a drive in moms to avoid feeling judged. So we keep pushing and pushing to reach the unreachable perfectionistic standard. There is no time to rest. We feel we can't let our guard down for one moment. A big part of this pressure to be perfect is that we compare ourselves to the other moms. 
which we're really comparing our daughters. We think, I must be doing okay because my daughter's making better grades than Sophie. Or you think, at least my daughter hasn't smoked weed like Brittany. Or at least my daughter has a good group of friends and doesn't just stay home like Kaylee. In other words, if our daughter is doing better than other girls, we feel better about our parenting which really means is that we are comparing ourselves to the other moms. But the opposite is true. Is If our daughter sent an inappropriate picture to a boy and it was sent around the school, of course, we're worried about our daughters. But a big part of that bad feeling is that we feel shamed and sick to our stomach at thinking how the others are going to judge us. When our daughters make mistakes, fear kicks in, and that can automatically start us spinning in a constant state of hypervigilance. And that leads to increased anxiety, and that leads to exhaustion. And here's what hypervigilance is like. When I was a senior in high school, I remember driving from Houston to Galveston to go to the beach. And I had my surfboard on top of my parents' Chrysler Newport, which I called Barge. And when I accelerated to pass a car on that highway, my accelerator got stuck at 85 miles per hour. I pressed on the brakes and nothing happened. And it was super freaky. I eventually had to turn the car off and use my emergency brake to stop. And I ended up being okay. But anyway, hypervigilance is like the accelerator on our life is stuck at about 100% intensity. And it makes it almost impossible to relax or rest. This is why moms will do anything to lower that intensity. And often reach for their favorite Napa wine to try to slow their bodies down. Now, I love a good glass of wine. But wine is not solving the bigger problem. And three bottles of your favorite wine is not going to solve your problem. It will only numb it. Because when you wake up the next morning, that feeling of hypervigilance is back. This hypervigilance is not going to make you a better mom. Your hypervigilance is going to stress your daughter out and amp up the drama between you and her. You feel pressure and unknowingly are passing that pressure down to your daughter. If your daughter isn't meeting your standard for mom success, it's very, 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 very easy to get angry with her. Embedded in this cultural definition of success is a list of criteria. And most of these are not even in our conscious mind. They lie underneath the surface in our lower brain. But the way you know it's more of a lower brain activity is that these criteria are all or nothing, and they are very conditional with no exceptions. As moms, we have many areas where we put pressure on ourselves, like our house and our bodies, but let's just focus on your teen. And this goes under the category of, I know I'm successful when, and here's a list of criteria. And you'll have your own version of this, but here are some examples. My daughter makes straight A's. She doesn't drink or do drugs. I know I'm successful when she doesn't have sex before marriage. Or if you're a more liberal mom, she doesn't have sex till she's 16. Or my son doesn't get a girl pregnant. Or I know I'm successful if my daughter doesn't talk back or she does what I say. Or he has a lot of friends and is popular. 
I know I'm successful if she can get into a good college, or she doesn't do anything wrong or bad, or he doesn't get tattoos, and he doesn't lie to me. In other words, you judge your success based on your teen's behavior. Now, here's the big problem with this. Your teen's behavior can fluctuate every day, every hour, almost every minute. Your teen is hardwired to make mistakes. As many of you know, the undeveloped prefrontal cortex is not developed till the age of 25. So a lot of these poor decisions are based on an immature brain. And no, this does not mean that you throw up your hands and say, well, there's nothing I can do. There is something you can do, and that's why your teen is needing your guidance and your protection and your love. In my book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, A Guide for Mothers Everywhere, I break down the neuroscience of what's going on in that teenage brain so you know what you're dealing with. Knowing this, knowing what's in that teenage brain, helps you parent more effectively. See, when your teen doesn't see the big picture or doesn't think about cause and effect or plan ahead, shows an inability to manage emotions and delay responses, has sketchy empathy, demonstrates risky behavior, shows poor judgment, well, all of this is directly related to this undeveloped prefrontal cortex. My point of all of this is that your teen is biologically hardwired to make mistakes, and you want them making their mistakes while they are at home, where you can speak into their life, help them learn from their mistakes, so they can have the skills and maturity to be healthy adults. And this is where you have a key role to play. You are their mature prefrontal cortex. And I understand that our first gut reaction when our teens make mistakes is to get mad at your son or daughter. But if you knew that you are not a terrible mom and your whole identity as a mom is not shaken when they make mistakes, if you knew it's not personal, it allows you to not get triggered and you can stay grounded as a mom in your authority and your clarity and power and wisdom. And then you can discipline your teen in the most effective way. Now, discipline is different from punishment, especially punishment for for punishment's sake. Discipline means to teach, instruct. And so consequences really need to be thought through. And that's why you want to have some time to really get clear before... You don't want to just react when you catch your teen making a mistake. Yelling is not discipline. Venting is not discipline. And often when we're kind of grasping for a consequence, the only thing a parent can think of is grounding or taking away the car or phone. But as many parents would tell me, but if I take away their car, that really puts me in a hard place because I don't have time to really pick them up from school. So it takes some time to really get clear about your discipline. And I know a lot of you parents are lost and like, what else can I do? And that's why I wrote a chapter about that in my book, Dial Down the Drama, um, which is called How to Discipline Your Teen. And so y'all might want to check that out and it will give you a lot more ideas of what you can do. 
So we don't just want our teens to do what we say. We want our teens to have the skill to monitor their own behavior. Because when they're in college, if they can't monitor their own behavior, they really are going to be at risk because we won't be there to tell them don't do that. So the goal is to teach your teen self-efficacy. And what self-efficacy is, is self-esteem in action. It's the ability for your daughter to stand up for herself, rein herself in, to set a boundary, to say no, to be a leader with her friends and boyfriend, uh, have her own sense of right and wrong, that he can find his own grit and ability to self-motivate. Okay, let's get back to what is a successful mom. Let's review. There are cultural expectations that define what is a successful mom, which is really a sneaky form of perfectionism. Because to be a successful mom, you have to have a perfect teen. And then this keeps you in a constant state of hypervigilance. And a big part of the hypervigilance is continually asking yourself, did I do the right thing? Could I have done more? Was that a good decision? Was I too strict? Was I too lenient? In other words, there is daily or hourly doubt that comes up when parenting a teen. We doubt our decisions, and that's exhausting. What we are really asking is, did I get that right? And the good news is that there are many ways to parent a teen And there is no one right way to parent a teen. So think of when your teen was a baby. Was there one right way to calm your baby? No. When my daughter was a baby, I would try everything. I would hold her up to the mirror. I'd take her for a walk. I'd bounce her around. I would sing to her. I would just keep trying anything I could till she calmed down. And... That still applies to teenagers. Now, there are harmful behaviors that are not right and should not be used in parenting, like screaming, shaming, labeling, threatening, belittling, using force, like pushing, slapping, or any kind of physical emotional abuse. This is destructive to your child. When you lose your temper with a teen, there's a good chance that you did yell or threaten or belittle. But those are powerless parenting tools. They don't work. But that doesn't mean that you're not a successful mom. A successful mom is committed to learning and growing. She takes complete responsibility for her actions. She asks forgiveness. She's teachable. A successful mom is not perfect. Perfect moms actually don't exist. Okay, let's go back to doubt. Many of our decisions are in the gray zone, and that's because your teen is an ever-changing state of flux in his or her growth and maturity. Just when you think you figured things out, your son or daughter pushes for the next step. You think, you agonize, you pray... You talk to your friends. Can she handle going to the movies with a group of friends? If I give him a little space, will he get his homework done? Is it okay if she spends the night at Karina's house? 
when you know that Karina was caught drinking last month? Is she old enough to have her phone? Can she have her phone at night? We talk to parents. We talk to our daughters. We obsess about it. And we say yes. And we hope to God that she has the maturity to handle the freedom. But we really don't know how it's going to turn out. It feels like we are in the Ellen Show and that we are surrounded with an audience holding epic or fail signs. And we ask ourselves the same question. Was this decision an epic decision or is it going to be a big fail? And there will always be someone in our audience who will be holding the fail sign in front of our face. Now, here's the thing. This epic fail phenomenon where we are second-guessing ourselves, can last well beyond high school into the college and beyond. And the truth is, it may be a while before we know if it really is an epic move or a big fail. My daughter went to a performing arts school, which was very hard to get into, and she studied dance, and she loved dance. And in the spring of her junior year, She wanted to transfer to another school because she had knee injuries and a back injury. And this is not what I wanted, but I supported her decision. And I had no idea at the time if this was an epic or failed decision on my part. Maybe it was neither, but it was the right decision for her at that time. And now she's just turned 23 and she is on her path. And I know that she doesn't regret her decision. So, okay, I'll call it epic. So, Mom, I want to encourage you that this ideal, successful mom, when you really look at it, really feels sterile, almost inhuman. This mom never gets her hands dirty. In reality, raising a teen is messy, and you might have to muck out a few situations. And for all the Houston moms or other moms who have survived hurricanes and floods and have had to muck out houses, you have a visual image of what I'm talking about. And if you find yourself in some messy situations with your teen, listen closely, Mom. This does not mean that you are a failed mom. Here's the good news. You can change the definition of a successful mom because the other one is impossible. It doesn't help you parent better. It doesn't help you or your daughter. It just leaves you discouraged and exhausted. Mom, you have the power to change the definition of what a successful mom is like. Now, you will definitely feel the pressure, the cultural pressure, but you don't have to take that on as your definition. You consciously and intentionally redefine it. And when you redefine it, be kind to yourself. Because when you're being kind to you, you're being kind to your son and daughter. And you're also taking the pressure off, and you're also taking the stress off of both you and your teen. You want to define a successful mom in a way that is human, warm, loving, full of grace, and kind. You don't want that definition to be like this angry, whip-thrashing tyrant standing over your shoulder that always leaves you feeling bad about yourself. You want your definition to be based in reality, in science, and even spirituality. There's no spiritual tradition that says we walk through our days perfect. What's true in every spiritual tradition is there's forgiveness, grace, beginning again, transformation, hope. 
And your definition of success will get played out, not in the big conceptual realm, but in the day-to-day ordinary moments. You can dial down the pressure and anxiety by changing your definition of success. In other words, you can make life a whole lot easier on yourself and your family. Maybe you need help with tutors. You might feel like you're the one who needs to help your daughter with the homework, but say, you know what, I'm just going to make my life easier. I'm going to hire a tutor. And it doesn't always have to be on you to get the homework done. And you can be a successful mom and not have to do everything. So how can you take the pressure off of you and off of your teen? Well, maybe you don't need to cook every night after you come home from work. The new definition of success gives you credit for everything that you are doing. It doesn't discredit you because you made one mistake, which is what you want to do for your daughter or your son also. So, for example, if your daughter loses it, you get credit for not firing back and staying calm. Your new definition has nothing to do with your teen's up-and-down moods or behavior, because that is normal teenage behavior. Of course, you want your daughter to be happy and doing well in school and doing everything you say, but when she is moody and pushes against your boundaries, that doesn't mean that you are a bad mom. If she makes a bad grade, it doesn't mean that you are a bad mom. And if the inappropriate picture goes around school, it still doesn't mean that you are a failure or that your daughter is a failure. I'd like you to write your own definition of success. And after you listen to this podcast, take 15 minutes. If you need to pray or meditate until you get to a place of calm. And I want this to come from your highest self. So try on these criteria for what is a successful mom. A successful mom is an advocate for her teen, even when he or she makes mistakes. A successful mom chooses love over judgment and doesn't give up when it's messy. A successful mom does the hard work and has the hard conversations. She stays engaged with her teen every day. A successful mom is self-aware and works on herself. She becomes the role model her teen aspires to be. A successful mom looks for the beauty, the brilliance, and giftedness in her teen, even if he's failing chemistry. A successful mom intentionally creates positive experiences. She likes her teen. She enjoys her son and daughter. A successful mom allows her teen to find her own path. Mom gives herself grace and her teen grace. A successful mom takes herself lightly, owns her mistakes, and asks for forgiveness. A successful mom is not a perfect mom with a perfect teen. Mom makes mistakes and so does her teen, but she gets up every day and keeps trying. Mom is committed to taking really, really good care of herself. Mom knows that she is the foundation for her parenting, and so she's going to take extreme self-care. It's really time, moms, that we redefine a definition of a successful mom so that we actually can enjoy our life and enjoy our teens. 
Hey, everybody. This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I have some other great resources for you. You can head over to ColleenOGrady.com. That has two L's and two E's. You can sign up for my Dial Down the Drama triple pack. It's absolutely free. You get a copy of my free ebook, Seven Ways to Help Your Daughter and Yourself, a free chapter from my best-selling and award-winning book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, a guide for mothers everywhere. And you get a free subscription to my weekly easing. I always have a helpful article for you. If you're ready to pick up your copy of Dial Down the Drama, you can find it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For daily encouragement, follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Colleen O'Grady, Dial Down the Drama. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.